0: Heim podcast where we're living as always for preventative mental health love and compassion. I'm really glad you joined us. I'm Caroline Heim and today we're continuing our series taken directly from the monthly live Q&As that Dr. Heim does on the iHealth Radio channel in New York with the wonderful host Hurricane H. Now, in this episode Dr. Heim talks about how to set boundaries with people, especially people that have hurt you in the past. Mm, that hurts. And he addresses the all-important question of how to say no. Now, the next caller had the question, why are people so afraid of commitment that they would rather stay single? So Dr. Heim addresses this and then talks about how to find the right partner using brain chemistry. Lots of fun. He finishes off with three important tips for arguing, and this is something you really need to hear. Let's drop in on the Q&A now
1: how to set, doctor, how to set boundaries with people in general, and more yes. specifically, how to set boundaries with people who have hurt you in the past. Like an ex, for yes. example, uh, the, the person says, I find myself forgiving him and talking to him and even spending time with him, even if I don't want to, but I don't feel strong enough maybe to refuse and maybe that I enjoy the time that we spend together. How can I, can I avoid getting weak and set boundaries with people, period. Thank you.
2: All right. So, Hurricane, that's a great question. The question has to do with boundaries. And I want to give a little history on the whole question of boundaries. You see, because 100 years ago, uh, it's it's almost though we didn't have this question of boundaries. how do we keep boundaries to people? and it's only in the last fifty years that we've actually had to keep boundaries to people for a number of reasons. One of those reasons is that we are all a whole lot busier than we used to be. There are so many more things vying from our time. and so, The amount of idle time and boredom time that we have is very, very small. So what happens is we want to make sure that each minute that we have is spent really well. So that means saying no to some things and saying yes to other things. And we all get to choose what that is. But the caller's question is about boundaries to people who have hurt you in the past and Hurricane, we can all say yes to that experience. Somebody has hurt us somewhere in the past and it's really difficult. And particularly when it's somebody close, like an ex or a family member. So that means you still have to interact with these people and you actually want to interact with these people as best that you can. But you don't want to be hurt again. And that's fair enough. So there's a few strategies. For some people, it's cutting off contact altogether if it's a really, really toxic relationship for other people it's talking through the issues and coming to an understanding so that you can back get back into relationship but most of us have relationships that are not quite those extremes Hmm. so there's this idea of disengaged contact where you have limited amount of contact you have contact with area with the person where you know it's going to go well but when you start venturing into those areas where there's going to be conflict you disengage, you start shutting down. You sort of say, well, I don't really want to talk about that. No, I don't have time for that. Well, I'm not into that anymore. And you basically put on the boundaries to say, no, I'm not going to let you hurt me again because that is the message that you want to get across to another person. Please do not hurt me again. So your responsibility in that is making sure that you don't give invitations to that person to actually hurt you. So that's where boundaries come in, right? And boundaries are encapsulated by one word, no. No, I can't make it. No, I've got something else on. No, I don't want to talk about that. No, you can't touch me. No, we're not going out to dinner. And the word no is actually very uncomfortable for any of us to use because it implies conflict. So I actually get people to practice saying no in front of the mirror in whatever way they feel comfortable with no way leave it till tomorrow maybe not not whatever suits you however no comes across you can't avoid saying it sometimes you just have to say no
1: it, well, it, well it's amazing because i mean <laughs> the the answer is so simple that it's always in front of us and we almost know it but it's the the fact of really kind of considering it as an answer i mean again yeah. to your point no is is almost like you know hard to say it's harsh and you know it's difficult because you just don't want to hurt somebody else yeah but, but sometimes it depends on your own you know <laughs> I guess and well, it does it does and
2: let's go a little bit deeper because this is going to sound very strange but the basis of a lot of hurt is actually love and so I, I will go now to the caller specific uh, situation where they're talking about an ex right this is somebody that you've loved Right. And the reason that things hurt is because there are some things that didn't work out. We wanted to get closer, but things got in the way. And so if we open up areas, we open up for hurt. But it also means that, you know what, we can't sleep together anymore. Doesn't matter how good it feels, right? That part is over because with the good feelings comes an opening for hurt. Okay. And we human beings are always making the choice between pleasure right now and hurt in the future. And often we just want to feel good right now. And so we open ourselves up for a lot of hurt in the future. So all of us actually need to think about the future. What am I going to say to this person the next day, in a week? What's it going to look like in a month? And base your decision, even if it means going without a bit of pleasure now, on the future.
1: Well, doctor, I mean, this is a I think I mean this particular person is is the one that's asking the question, but I think this yeah. is something that as you said, many if not, a whole percentage of the world is experiencing it and not not yes. just in relationship. I mean, not just in personal relationship. It could be at work, it could be friends, it could That's be right. with colleagues, it could be, you know, uh, anywhere. I mean, uh, I had put a post on on, on Facebook and, you know, it's just about, you know, uh, be nice to people and so on and so forth. But a yeah. lot of people, they say I do a lot of good stuff to people. People hurt me or they don't do right yes. by me and stuff like that. And again, you know, for example, my, my response was like, you know what, they don't, they're not worth your time. You know, you don't have to even worry about them. You just ignore them, move on. Life goes on with them, yeah. without them. And yeah. I think that's the thing is the fact that you're, you let go and you, yes. you have, you have to leave it behind and just whoever it is, you know, you have to make that stand and move on. It's not easy. Yes. Nothing is easy. Go ahead.
2: It is not easy, but all of life actually comes into two baskets, something that you can change and something that you can't change. Mm. And we spend a lot of time, me included, worrying about things that I can't change. And the thing is that you cannot change other people's attitudes towards you. But you can change what you do. And one of the things, let's say the work calling situation, because we all love that feeling of being able to get together with people and to feel good and to feel that you can relax and just be yourself and be accepted to be yourself. But if other people can't accept that, That's when you're open to hurt. So the thing that you can do about that is to adjust your expectations. To expect things to go right is not always realistic. And uh, that's something I'm working in myself as well. But expectations, if you just bring your expectations down or just be realistic about who you will get on with and who you won't get on with, and don't expect everybody to like you because that is just an impossibility, uh, and do what you can, but accept the rest.
1: Well, Doctor, I mean, I, I use that personally. I mean, I I I I have to say and I love everyone, you know, as much as they love me and more. <laughs> for what that's it's great. right.
2: That's yeah. no, that's great. That's that's so, great. So,
1: and so I have no ill feeling for anyone, but at the same time, you know, I, you know, I mean, I always say this. I had almost a luxury of being an only kid, you know, I I have no brothers or sisters. So I I might be able to, to operate a little differently than most because, you know, I was able to live back my life, you know, pretty much alone. And for many days, you were just you talk to yourself, <laughs> you little. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you have yeah, a lot yeah. of self-talk, but you know, yeah. you don't have any so you compensate with friends and surroundings and, and 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 it's great. I love my friends, I love everyone, and people are watching right now, listening. You know, I love them dearly. And you know, I enjoy every moment. And also, I do make my selection correctly. So I just don't have to accept everyone in my life that is gonna hurt or you know impact me personally wrong. I mean, I don't have room for that. I'm sorry, time is valuable, life is short. And, you know, I want to be with the people that really just have something common with me, or at least we enjoy a good conversation and we move on. That's it. And it's all for good. And so but but for when it comes to love. And by the way, I have a few questions about love today, so I don't know why. But <laughs> the set of questions today were all about yeah. But Yeah. So, again, my, my piece is that we should always, you know, know that it's not going to be easy. We need to have the ability to to. Move away from anyone that is not going to be, you know, good in your life, good influence. Uh, uh, whether it's at work, whatever the case may be. Sometimes even at work, you have these problems, you know. Yes, and right. you gotta, you gotta, you know, settle your your accounts correctly. <laughs> that's it. You know, you don't you. Like I always said, you know, at, at work sometimes I tell to be, to, to to my crew. Um, you know, it's a pleasure to be liked, but I'm not here to be liked. <laughs> it's if yeah. it happens, it's a bonus. You know. Yeah. And, and that's really what it is. I mean, you do your best to be liked and to, to, to do the right thing by people and work with them. But really, uh, that's not the purpose of going to work is really to, yeah. to do your business, right, to do the job. And so but, yeah. but it's, it's not a bad deal to actually you know, earn some love and some, some good relationships and things like that. But that is not, you know, uh, a given. So, so I don't always expect it. And I make sure that people don't expect that it's going to be equally or, 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 or mutual. You know, what I mean, it's all about
2: <laughs> set expectations. Yeah, and, and we talked about the expectations and you brought in another insight because you as an only child, you were kind of happy when there were people around. It's sort of like, oh, hey, there's another person I can interact with. okay. But some people have had a difficult relationship with siblings and they find that they carry that on into their work relationships or their personal relationships. So one thing that we sometimes do in psychiatry is to make sure that the past is not impinging on the present. So you sort of look at your relationships and say, hey, am I just rehashing something that happened with a brother um, a long time ago? And because it's a good idea to be clear of those, to have the relationships that you're having now and to have them honestly.
1: Well, thank you, Doctor. And, and you, you, you mentioned something very key that we live in the past sometimes. We're attached to the past uh, or, yeah. or things that we cannot change. And a lot yeah. of people are fighting too much. And so hard to like make changes that they can impact things in light that there's no control over, you know, yes. and, and they stress out about it. Like, you know, I always this, this very simple rule. If I can't do anything about it, I don't bug with it. I don't stress about it. it it's happening. What are you going to do? You move on Wonderful. You find another way. Wonderful. And, again, and I give that advice to people all the time. I actually find nice quotes all the time. And I share them with people for the same purpose because I, I feel good about those keeps me positive and keeps my mental state right rather well well i mean i mean you'll be the judge of that (laughs) but 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 at the end of the day it helps and it gives me a little bit in in my own alley and it it makes it very good and you know what i i love to share that with people i mean that's what we're doing here we want people to feel good and and have a better life and so most definitely all right so i think we're going to move to the next question yeah uh so uh this is about the uh Why do people prefer to stay single and are afraid of commitments? Are there possible psychological reasons why couples don't make it through? Jenny from Louisiana.
2: Okay, uh, that's actually a very good question. Who who is that from from Louisiana? Jenny? Yeah. So why are people shy of commitment Mm -hmm. in relationships? Okay, so there are actually a few reasons. And this is a very difficult one hurricane because I'm gonna have to be talking about some generational differences right? Because the whole way that we mate and date these days is very different to how it was done 50 or 60 years ago, right? And in all of human society, since civilization, we've actually put rituals around how you pick a mate, how you pick a partner. And in our society, up until only a few decades ago, uh, we had these rituals that were really quite formal, and they were really quite binding, and they They went step by step towards a commitment and then something that we called a marriage was a very big public commitment and it says, hey, everybody, we've decided that we're going to be together. And the whole point of all of that is that you have a whole village or a whole small town like Sydney there to help you because you know what? No relationship is easy. Now, the thing is about the last few decades is we've torn all those rituals down. We can uh, have uh, partnering on very different levels, everything from a committed relationship to a very casual relationship and everything in between. And because we don't have these rituals, you have two people going into a relationship not quite knowing what they actually want or what's going to come of this relationship. And here's the difficult thing about humans. Humans can actually say, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. But we actually have to trust that that's the truth from that person at that time. We humans can lie and unfortunately a lot of people can say things like that to get their short-term needs met. So what happens then is there's always a payoff for commitment. So to commit to one person, you're saying no to everybody else. At least that's still kind of how it gets done. And to actually get over that threshold of commitment, uh, people usually need a public sort of a declaration to say, this is what I'm doing. I'm committing myself to this one person, but take that away. And there are a lot of people now in a limbo state of should I commit? Should I not commit? And it's not even that people don't want to commit, because I got to tell you, girls, guys do want to commit. Right. But you know what? How can I be sure that I'm making the right choice? How can I make sure that there isn't somebody better out there for me? And the truth of the matter is, is you will never know. Nobody has ever known. You make a commitment and you stick with that commitment. Whereas in a society where you don't have to stick to that commitment, we're afraid of failure. We're afraid of making the wrong choice. And we want relationships to go well, but we're so afraid that this one won't. And here's the thing, if you do find somebody to commit to and both of you say, we want to make this commitment work, this relationship work, it can actually work. And commitment is very important. So, Jenny, I'm, I'm sorry if I can't say specifically anything, but that's kind of the situation that we're in at the moment.
1: No, thank you, Doctor. And, and you know, there's there's a few elements that we have to consider. You said, I mean, it's, it's generational stuff back in the days. And like even, yeah. even even today, in a lot of other countries may be still practical in, you know, That's right. where where there are those, you know, marriages and things that are actually uh, you marry. It's true commitment. And there's less of, you know, ad hoc relationship, open relationship types. And so yeah. it's all through the marriage, you know, level. And therefore, it's, you know, you almost it's society and it's it's acknowledged by everybody. And it's a shame if you can't divorce. And some people even frown on divorce in a lot of places. Yes. Uh, So, but in more, more modern and Westerner, you know, uh, you know, countries, I mean, you know, like the U S and Australia and stuff, it becomes now more comfortable that you can live with someone, you can have a relationship. You don't need that. And you don't even have to tell anybody about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it changes. There's also the, the aspect of, uh, high divorce now people are also afraid yes. you know like why would I get into a relationship and you know it's going to wind up in divorce and you know uh, people are already have these predetermined conceptions that you know it's not going to work because it's not working for the others and and you're right yes. uh, people also like they they want to explore more to your point like well I'm not sure if this is the right guy this is the right gal and we got to look for more <laughs> opportunities to see what's going on here that, that yeah. makes it difficult and you know it's it, I I always. I don't know if we had this discussion before but i love to cruise and uh so in cruises they have this marriage love marriage show and 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 every cruise show, they have one and uh yeah. they usually have three couples they select from the audiences one is the newest you know wedded you know yeah. uh, person group and then the other one is like someone in like in the 20 30 years mark and then the other one's the longest couple yeah and 90 of the shows the the long, the oldest couple wins Yes. And, and and what they have in common is that they all kind of have the same rule. You know, we got married, we loved each other and, you know, good, bad, ugly. We made it through. It, it's not yeah. about easy way out. You just go through it, you know, right. and, and, and that's, I think the, the difference, because now it's a lot easier and it's, you know, people move on, uh, back in the days, they really made it work. And, and, and some of these people, I mean, that I'm referring to, they were made 60 years, 55 years. I mean, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? And, and, and they still have totally. it. And they actually yeah. have the, the, the questions right and <laughs> they get the answers right. <laughs> so when they ask the questions, they, they know, like even they, yeah. some, I mean, some, some of them they forget. I mean, obviously it gets, you know, a little forgetful, a certain yeah. age, but but, yeah. but for the most part, it's, it's amazing. I mean, you crack up in those shows. I mean, I love them. I just yeah. walk and just sit there. My wife and I would just watch. We don't volunteer, but <laughs> 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 we don't want to volunteer just in case, but I think we're good. <laughs> but I think that's the issue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Hurricane,
2: I want to put a bit of science behind some of the things that you've been saying there, right? Yeah. Uh, because we have studies to show uh, the things that you've been saying are very real. For example, we used to be able to assume that people in more industrialised countries were happier than people in less developed countries. Mm-hmm. Now we're actually finding the studies telling us that uh, people in more Uh, developed countries are more unhappy than people in developing countries. And one of the reasons is because it doesn't have much to do with economics or prosperity anymore. It has to do with family and relationships. And where the Western countries are material rich and prosperity rich, they tend to be relationship poor and they tend to have higher divorce rates, not be involved with their families as much And these are the things that quite possibly uh, lead to our happiness much more than our prosperity. So so what you're saying is right. Underdeveloped countries now are even happier than some developed countries, not not totally, okay? (laughs) And the other thing that you're saying is also right, that um, people are afraid of divorce, so they are not marrying in the first place. So there are fewer marriages happening in the first place because of this fear of divorce and look hurricane generations ago there were loveless marriages there were people particularly women that were trapped in marriages and it was horrible so divorce has obviously opened the door for people to be able to do that and so it's um it's a Married psychiatrist by the name of Eli Finkel that's written a book basically saying that we're in a situation now that people want it all or they want nothing. So that people who are in marriages, they've got good marriages. They work on it. They make sure that they fulfil each other's needs and get to that place where, yay, it's working. You know what? Because if we don't have that, we may as well break up. It may as well be nothing. So it's got to be all or nothing with me. More people are thinking that way. And it's not too bad because I'm on the side of people putting their all into a relationship and saying, hey, let's work on this, you and me. Let's find together happiness.
1: Well, listen, I, I agree with you. I've been married twenty years, and I can tell you, uh, it, it's it's not easy. You got to make it work, and you know it's not always about who's right. I mean, although happy wife, happy life, you know, <laughs> you know, we applied that rule, but but the fact is, really, I mean, it's I'm, I'm just being funny about it. But the fact is, really, yeah, yeah. everyone has to give in, you know, sometime, and you don't have to always have your way, and that's actually what makes it work. Plus, you have to yeah, i yeah, it yeah. up. You know, you yeah. can't always just work, work, work and get stressed and stuff. You have to enjoy it. You have to do certain things, find common elements, and those things work. And 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 sometimes it's difficult. You know, again, it's uh, you know, you got to find that mate, as as we say, as we would say, the right one. And and that's not always you know easy, but you find that person eventually. And when you do, you you hang on to them. But you're right. There's the other case where there were a lot of you know folks that they don't care. Yeah. And, and, and it's a lot easier these days I mean, you know, you you pay yours, I pay mine We live together, we're all like roommates, you know <laughs> With yeah. their romance, right? Yeah. And so that, that's how it plays And, you know, some people actually They don't even go through the legal route They just go through yeah. like common marriage Or one of the community, one of those things And, and they just live forever together And they make yeah. it work And then you have, yeah. you know, the, the people that just like Oh, it's not working, I'm out At the first instance of, you know, difficulty yes. They walk out And, you know, and that's the other thing. And it's sad that sometimes you have kids in between.
2: That's right. So so you brought up the idea of how do I find the right mate? Mm. And so I want to go into the brain with this because it's a very difficult question. And we have been looking at personality types, astrological types, and how do we make sure that people are compatible, this word compatible. And Hurricane, having done a lot of relationship therapy with people who have mental illness, I can tell you that there are some people who on paper are not compatible. They make their marriage work. And I have seen some people where on paper they should do really well. They've bombed out. Okay. So what is it? So when we go into the brain, what happens is when you make eye contact with somebody and when you get close to somebody with physical touch and listening to them, you engage what's called the social brain. Now, they're parts of the brain that have to do with feelings empathy, compassion, and even feeling each other's pain. So we're talking about brain areas like the amygdala, my favorite, the anterior cingulate gyrus, as well as the orbitofrontal cortex, where we make decisions and uh, and also the prefrontal cortex where we get to think about our emotions. But here's actually what I believe is the secret to finding the right person. Be the right person yourself. If you are the person that you believe that you want to marry, your social brain will be activated so that a part of your brain called uh, the reticular activating system will look out for that person to say, this is what I want in a partner. And if you are the person that you want in a partner, then it may take some time and you may need to kiss some tones before you get your hands in print. But your social brain will say, you know what? That's the brain I've been looking for. That's the one where I see myself in and I can empathise with and I can share who I am. It's still going to be difficult. There are still going to be arguments, okay? Uh, Expectations of young people are that relationships just happen. They don't. They're a lot of work, a lot of work. But it's worthwhile work, Hurricane, because love is at the end of the rainbow.
1: Well, it is. And, you know, it's funny because there's another thing that, that people sometimes uh, where they, they I think they fail is that they debate too much. I mean, we disagree on, a, on an element and we go at it. You know, no, it's my issue. And eventually, you don't you don't walk away from that discussion and it escalates. And, you know, instead of de-escalating, you're just escalating things and it yeah. doesn't and it doesn't work. And I think that's the other thing. Sometimes it's just like, you know, OK, you win i move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, those are concepts that work and they make it, you know, uh, I mean, obviously I'm not saying you got to run away from uh, a confrontation nah, nah, or whatever, nah, nah, nah. but, but, but really the idea is that, you know, is it worth it, you know, to, to go crazy. Yeah. Okay. You know, you, you got this and then that's it. I mean, I don't have to really yeah. go back and forth. Sometimes people fight because of, economy stuff right you know like really money and, and and expenses and stress sometimes they fight over kids it gets a little yeah. convoluted with a lot of different sometimes yeah. it's the family members whatever i mean in yeah. some cultures family actually is part of your marriage
2: <laughs> all right okay i'm going to give three tips go for it on arguing okay number 1 is couples must never argue over a question that the internet could answer right If if you're arguing as to which is the shortest way or quickest way to get somewhere, just find the answer on the internet. Don't argue about that. Number two, you never want to win an argument because if you win an argument, your partner has lost, right? And you actually don't want that. It may feel good for a couple of seconds, but then you go, oh, my God, they're not feeling good. Number three, and... Hurricane, I've got to tell you, every relationship could be transformed if we were all able to do this one thing. Listen. Just listen and understand. If somebody is arguing with you, it's because they're trying to get something across to you that you haven't heard yet, that you haven't listened to, that you haven't understood. Because when you're arguing with them, you're actually trying to get a point of view across that they're not getting, okay? So sometimes it just needs the time and the space to sit down and say, I'm here. What are you trying to tell me? Right? Because once a person just listens, then the other person knows that they're on your side. And that's a wonderful feeling. But we got to get through a lot of layers to get there, Haruka.
1: Well, listen, I mean, Uh, three three pointers that you just gave us i think everybody can do it i mean it's not difficult it's just the the willingness are you willing to go there i mean are you willing to you listen i mean to your point i mean now with google you can answer any question you don't even ask ask siri ask alexa they will give you the answer (laughs) 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 you know i mean believe it i use i use that i don't even argue anymore i don't not argue but i don't even when i think of something i just google it you know there's every single it's either Google or YouTube. You'll find something. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, you know any of yeah. the
1: other, you know. But you're right. I mean, it's we have information out. You know, we don't have to like. Well, which one is greater? Which one is this? Just look at it. No, up. That's right. That's, that's it. right.
2: And, and i, I got to say, uh, younger people usually don't make that mistake. Younger people go straight to the internet, find the answer, and then they go, "Oh, okay." And they just share it. It's actually the older couples that will argue over things that the internet could answer, right? But uh, but the one about listening is one that we all have to be on to because uh, it's 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 like the idea of boundaries, okay? Everything wants our time, we are all so busy, which means I don't have time for this, I don't have time to listen to you. Uh, and that is that then creates frustration rather than understanding. <laughs> so time, time with each other.
1: Time. You, you know, you know what well, as you say saying this, you know, when you talked about the younger versus the older, I think there's one thing that also makes a difference in in, in this whole concept. Yeah, is ego, ego. Oh yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Ego is a big deal. I mean, people sometimes they just don't want to say I am wrong, and that's a problem. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I think admitting that you're wrong sometimes is a macho thing. And it can, when I say macho, it's not a male thing or a female thing. It's just people have to be the winner. I got this. I'm it. You know, I got this. I know it all. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right. That's right. And, and let's not be sexist about this hurricane. Females have egos too. That's
1: exactly right. As long as the ego has got nothing to do with it. it's Both sides have the ego. And when they stand in that, in in the world that, you know, it's like my way or the highway, I got this, you're wrong. And then that's when the arguments and you're right. That's
2: right. That's right. See, we're all people, right? That means that we all battle our egos. We all battle our pride. We all have to learn to be just that much more humble. And that is a difficulty for all of us. It's, it's, it's got nothing to do with these stereotypical things. It's something that we're all going through, Hurricane, all of us.
0: Hmm. We're always choosing between pleasure now with pain in the future or a bit of pain now with a better future. Is that what COVID is, I wonder? I certainly hope so. Wanting a better future, of course. Hope you're travelling okay during these really, really tough times. Take care until we see you next time.